get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid Telling all my people's look, let's get paid Asking no boss, man, can I get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid They tell me, clever man, come on, you think too much Where you been, I ain't heard you spit in months Did you hang it up? Did you fall off the floor when you lose in the crush? Yeah, such and such, man, it's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind in Atlanta Trying to build a shot, real talk These days it's hard to stay sober Switching time zones with the four-hour laid over Fifth out, I flush out, red from the doja I cry hard cause I can't flow in the soda You can tell I'm clever, doja You in the corporate office somewhere over there You with a Range Rover, this is getting colder And I ain't got time, man, I got a shot Email me in October I'm telling all my people, look, let's get paid Asking all boss, man, can I get a raise? Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Number one source for knowledge in the information age. High frequency radio network.
up and snatch that bread. Get the fam fed. Get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would if they had the chance. Or maybe they did and just couldn't advance. Damn, all I can be, I am more than a man. Y'all don't understand. Gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question. And all I see is me. Father told me long ago ain't nothing free, so I was talking that cheese like a new year. It's a revolution, so every moment crucial I can never break, you will never see me do so Resolution, I will always be on top like revolution Got the light cause I will shine bright Pump the music baby, it's a revolution Feel the music baby, it's a resolution Pump the music baby, it's a revolution Rain in the windshield, the wiper blades Got me dazing off and out of space Working out my next chest move a hole in the game to break through. In the meantime, I just grind and pray, dude. Rhyme and say you rather die than shot you. Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise the face. And egos are much better than you. My flow is clever, five, so I can never lose. And you know it won't stop till a brother talking shop. In an office with a view and a 30-story drop. And a pretty girl or two saying, man, we take your shoes. Clever, welcome to the top. Cause I need that gravy Checking the room, making sure nobody's shaded Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby Getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You've been listening to Long Road Home This is DJ Food, they can't even use quick hit Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Food. Hit Clever, at Clever. Thank you. 
my mind Feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line I'm
peace to the gods. Yeah, yo. <laughs> I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is the Foundation, and we are High Frequency. Welcome, welcome, welcome. But we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So as always, we are looking to correctly apply that correct information here at the foundation. You know, I want to start off by saying all praises, thanks, honors to the creator and the ancestors. And I want to welcome you. To this episode, important requirements of successful trusteeship really goes boils down to character and you know what's necessary, you know, for success, successful trusteeship, and just to be, you know, an overall well rounded individual, well rounded person. So with that being said, I want to say peace, salute, shout out. To my big brother, you know, in 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 essence, not you know, actual you know, DNA. You know, I gotta always get a disclaimer. Like Yusuf's your big brother? No, technically no. But he he acts as a big brother, so I acknowledge that. But he is, I would like to say, the uncle of the conscious community, Yusuf L. Shout out to the Brother High Frequency Radio Network creator, you know, spcuniversity.privatesidesolutions.com. If you're looking to get your secured party creditor dance official, check out the Brother's website, spcuniversity.privatesidesolutions.com. You can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong. You know, I always want to big up that brother, man. He does his dance. I also want to welcome you to check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com Make sure you sign up for the the email list We are doing another silver giveaway Whether we're going to add to your silver stack Or be the first piece of silver of your silver stack The foundation is going to be a part of that so we're, we 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 starting the giveaway. We're doing it again. You know, I think it's the third time we've given away silver here at the foundation. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's definitely unprecedented. So make sure that you go to welcometothefoundation.com and sign up for the email list. The status and the requirements of the silver giveaway, the foundation stack your silver giveaway, is the official name of it will only go out to email subscribers. It's not going to be posted on social media. I'm not going to talk more about it on the shows than saying this is what we're doing. Foundation, stack your silver giveaway and sign up for the email list at welcometothefoundation.com. You know, all of the requirements, the rules will be sent out only and exclusively to email Subscribers, and this is one of those exclusive exclusive offers that I talk about when I say sign up for the email list, as well as you will be receiving exclusive content when it is available 
at the email list, welcome to the foundation.com. Make sure you check out the PDF section, get your free learn on, grab and go, take away, however, you, you know what I'm saying? If, you, know, you feel me? That's the PDF section at welcome to the foundation.com. You can check out the education tab. We got the Foundation Trust Primer, over 18 documents handpicked by yours truly. There's over 80 different types of trust. Over 80 different types of trust. And, you know, I only I only claim to be knowledgeable in one of those types. And if you're confused, make sure you grab that Foundation Trust Primer. Like I said, over 18 documents handpicked by yours truly. To get you going, to get you on your on the right path with regards to the type of structure that we utilize and are educated on here at the foundation. Also on the education tab, you can check out the Foundation Trust series, part one, part two, part three. Three separate presentations on the type of trust structure that we utilize here at the foundation on different levels: beginner, intermediate, and more of an advanced. One, two, three. So I invite you to check those out as well. And, you know, once you get through the Trust Primer, you get through the Trust Series, you're going to know exactly what we're talking about. You're going to know exactly the benefits. And, you know, you'll be able to make a very informed decision on whether or not you are interested in trustee training here at the Foundation. Also, in the Education tab, you can check out the Passport No Social, Part 1, Part 2. My brother Chris L. was phenomenal and putting together, you know, this information as far as how to obtain passport with no social, you know, trying to break the the connection between yourself and the individual. And in part two, which is also known as the shake and bake layup, shows you how to use the passport and, you know, in everyday activity. So, you know, shout out to the brother Chris L. And make sure you check out the foundation educational tab at welcome to the foundation.com. You can also find the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter page if you're into social media. And last but not least, you can make a donation as well as book a consultation all at the same spot. That's welcome to the foundation.com. I want to say peace to all foundation listeners, live listeners, you know, the live internet listeners, um, the, the live callers, as well as the archive listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners, however you check out the foundation, whether it's live or archive, I definitely want to say peace to you. I also want to say peace to all the trustees and private trustee training here at the foundation. Working hard, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all making me proud, like straight up. And it's always, it's always a pleasure to see, you know, the trustees implement the education that they're receiving, actually start administering their trust estate, whether it be their business trust or asset trust, their family trust, or all of them, or even their private family foundation and using them for the benefits that are only provided for these types of structures. You know, shout out to all the trustees and private trustee training here at the foundation, as well as I want to say peace to all those investing in their private education, even if it's not an investment that you're partaking of here at the foundation. Either way, salute to you. Definitely. I also want to say peace to anyone that we have done business with in the private, via consultation or otherwise, as well as 
peace to anyone who sent an email, well wishes, a thank you for you know what we do here at the foundation or a current event, or anyone that is otherwise added to the foundation. Appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm in a good mood. What's up? Let's see if I'm in a good mood after I get through these current events, man. Because wow, keyword for this show's current events is inflation. Count how many times that you hear it if you want. If you have the correct number, you will win the prize, and that prize is you can count. <laughs> I'm I'm just clowning. I'm I'm clowning, y'all. But you know, and then we'll get into, you know, the the show. Actual episode for today, important requirements, successful trusteeship. So getting started, let's just jump all the way in. Hey, hey, CNBC. And like I said, oh, you know, inflation is going to be transitory. You know, what is his name? Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve, Federal Open Market Committee. Inflation is going to be transitory. It's not going to be clear. Like, whatever, man. Check it out. Inflation is not going anywhere anytime soon. Inflation is hotter than expected, but it looks temporary and likely won't affect Fed policy yet. CNBC consumer prices jumped more than expected in May, but the surge in inflation looks to be temporary and should not push the Federal Reserve to tighten policy for now. Consumer price index rose 5% on a year-over-year basis, the highest since the summer of 2000. Ocho, you know what I'm saying? When oil prices were skyrocketing. 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 Skylight, skylight, excluding food energy, I'm sorry, excluding food and energy, my bad, core consumer price index inflation rose 3.8% year over year, that's the highest pace since 1992, you know what I mean, a third of the increase was attributed to the sharp 7.3% increase in used car and truck prices, um, how about we include food and energy? And I bet you, you know, we're at 10%. We're, we're 10% or higher. I know y'all feel it. I know y'all see it when you go purchase your wares. Go purchase your food, you know, from Kroger or, or wherever you get your food. I know you see the increase in prices. I'm going to let y'all know about phantom inflation. Phantom inflation is where the price of the of the good, say you go get a bag of rice. The price is the same, they just have less rice in the bag. The bag, the size of the bag is the same. There's just less rice in it. Phantom inflation is what it's called. Y'all can look that up. That's what you're seeing right now. If the prices of your food wares have not increased, you're dealing with phantom inflation, which means the amount of food has decreased. Fed officials have described the current period of high inflation as transitory. <laughs> Do you believe that? Uh, I'll pray for you. Meaning it should be brief or short-lived. They have expected several months of elevated price increases because of pent-up demand and supply chain lags. The comparison to last year's weak levels at a time when the economy was mostly shut down is also a factor. Quote, the pickup in inflation is stronger than expected, but it's still looks like it is in transitory categories fed officials can probably get away with talking about 
transitory, end quote. This is John Briggs of NatWest Markets. The Federal Reserve meets, uh, met, my bad, I can't read. They met a few days ago. And, uh, you know, they were talking about, talking about, you know, raising or raising the interest rate or discontinuing some of the the programs that is propping up the market and y'all know what happened the markets went crazy Reuters.com I can only get one Reuters article now they you know pretty soon you got to pay for news again it's crazy Reuters.com Yellen says inflation should be lower than current levels by the end of the year United States Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said today that inflation should retreat, retreat, I said retweet, retreat by year end from its current elevated level as supply bottlenecks get worked out, adding she sees little evidence inflation expectations are becoming unanchored. Yellen testifying at a Senate subcommittee on the Biden administration's budget proposal said the economy has been on a bumpy path during its reopening. After months of restrictions to combat the spread of the panorama, asked by Republican Senator John Kennedy if she thought inflation would keep increasing at the 5% year-over-year rate seen last month, Yellen said she thought it would be closer to 2% by late this year or early 2022. She also said most measures of inflation expectations beyond the next year show it returning closer, I'm sorry, closer to that 2% level, which is the level targeted by the Federal Reserve. Yellen, echoing other policymakers, including Fed Chair Jerome Powell, laid much of the blame for the recent surge in price pressures on supply, bottlenecks, and shortages that arose in spring as the economy recovers from the panorama shutdowns that threw it into recession last year. She said she expects those issues to resolve themselves in the months ahead and for longer running forces that have kept inflation at bay for more than a decade to reassert themselves and guide inflation lower. Yellen, a former Federal Reserve Chair, was also pressed by Kennedy on the recent change in Fed policymakers' outlook for rate Increases Projections released alongside their policy decision last week showed members' median expectation for a first interest rate hike moved into 2023 from 2024, back in March. Mm-hmm. Quote, the Federal Reserve met recently and they said, look, we know we told you this, but things have changed and we're now telling you that we're likely to have a raised rates sooner and faster than we originally told you. Why do you think they did that? Because they're concerned about inflation, aren't they? Kennedy said. Yellen answered, quote, that is not what they did. Several individuals wrote down in their own individual forecasts, which were published, that they saw it appropriate to raise rates sooner than previously thought. Yellen was visibly uncomfortable being pressed on monetary policy issues, which are typically left to the Fed without interference from Treasury, quote, I don't really want to comment on the Fed, but I would simply say that is not 
an announcement that they made. And, quote, she came from the Fed, and now she's at the United States Treasury. I don't know why you wouldn't press her. She, she's familiar. Rising inflation put Bank of England on the spot. The Yahoo Finance, London, by way of Reuters, because I got to go to different spots. The Bank of England will say tomorrow whether it is worried about a recent jump in inflation, which broke above the central bank's 2% target and looks set to climb higher as Britain reawakens its economy from the panorama slumber with global policymakers grappling with economic overheating risks against the backdrop of huge stimulus programs. The Bank of England officials have mostly said Britain's faster price of growth is likely to prove transitory. Y'all, y'all see, y'all see a correlation. It's not just here. This is all over the world. And I, I believe that the panorama is being used as an excuse, as a scapegoat, or as a backdrop to really, you know, deflate the world's uh, value of currencies. Last week, U.S. Federal Reserve began to move towards reducing its stimulus by singling its first rate height in 2023, a year earlier than previous projections, putting the focus on what other central banks might now do. The Bank of America is, I'm sorry, yeah, the Bank, <laughs> uh, the bank of England is expected to leave its benchmark rate at an all-time low of one-tenth of a percent and press on with its 895 billion pounds, which is in U.S. currency, one trillion, 25 million. I'm sorry, one trillion, 250, one trillion. Look, I'm fumbling. I got the fumble lips. One trillion two hundred fifty million dollar bond buying program when it announces its June policy. Investors are watching to see if any other monetary policy committee members join Chief Economist Andy Haldane, who is likely to vote against the scale back to bond buying program at his final meeting before leaving the Bank of America. Why well, I keep trying to say Bank of England, man? It's the Bank of England. Bank of England. They got me trained to say Bank of America, even though it says England right there. What is this? The Europa Times <laughs> Central Bank tapering is coming, and the market never gets it right. The market just can't seem to get quantitative easing or its reversal right. Investors are laser-focused on the end date of panorama-era monetary stimulus. This past week, Federal Reserve officials have suggested that interest rates could go up sooner than expected and that they are discussing the timing of slowing or tapering asset purchases, a policy known as quantitative, quantitative easing, or QE. Other major central banks, namely the Bank of England, got it right that time, faced similar choices in theory. Investors can follow a simple playbook. Announcements that involve higher rates should mostly be bad for the shorter-term bonds, which are close, closer substitutes for money. Conversely, officials buying less sovereign paper should impact longer-term debt more, especially since governments are issuing an ever-increasing supply of it. The problem is that this playbook does not work. Over the past five 
I'm sorry, over the past week, five-year Treasury yields jumped to reflect expectations of higher rates, but yields for the 10-year and particularly the 30-year maturity debt dropped like a stone. The suddenness of the move suggests that it is partly the result of investors covering bets gone awry. Sure. In this case, many were positioned to benefit from the difference between the five-year and the 30-year, which often happens when economies are seen growing faster after a downturn. The prospect of slower purchases by the Fed ought to have made this an even safer bet. But it didn't. And, you know, you got this yield curve inversion that is persisting. Yahoo Finance, Yellen warns Congress of unthinkable U.S. default risk without debt limit hike. Y'all, have, y'all remember this? And we got to raise the debt ceiling because the, the, the government is, is, is owes too much debt. United States Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen today warned Congress that the United States risks a debt default and a new financial crisis as soon as the August recess, if lawmakers fail to act quickly to suspend or raise the federal borrowing limit. In testimony to Senate Appropriations Subcommittee, Yellen said defaulting on U.S. debt obligations would be unthinkable and would have absolutely catastrophic economic consequences. Yellen said to avoid uncertainty for financial markets, Congress should pass new debt limit legislation allowing the Treasury to continue borrowing before the latest suspension expires on July 31st. An unprecedented default on U.S. government debt obligations, quote, would precipitate a financial crisis. It would threaten the jobs and savings of Americans at a time when we're still recovering from the panorama, end quote, Yellen said. Who went on to say, I would plead with Congress to simply protect the full faith and credit of the United States by acting to raise or suspend the debt limit as soon as possible. The Treasury in the past has been able to stave off potential defaults for several months by employing extraordinary cash flow management measures, such as sub suspending contributions to government employee pension funds. Asked how long these measures could last. To allow the government to continue borrowing, Yellen said it was difficult to estimate that because spending on panorama relief programs has added more uncertainty to the Treasury's payment flows. Quote, we can't tolerate any chance of defaulting on the government debt, and there is a lot of uncertainty. It's possible that we could reach that point while Congress is out in August, and I would really urge prompt action on raising the limit or suspending it, Yellen said. According to the Senate and House Representatives' legislative calendars, the August recess will run from August 9th to September 10th. And... July 30th to September 19th in the House. With committee work scheduled on several days in early September, if the debt limit prevents Treasury from new borrowing, the government would have to rely on tax receipts to pay obligations, eventually making it impossible to make some debt repayments. Yellen told the hearing on the Treasury's fiscal 2022 budget proposal that Biden administration is hoping 
the G20 Finance Minister's endorsements for the core elements of its international corporate tax proposals at a meeting next month in Venice, including the global minimum corporate tax rate. She said the Treasury was working towards an agreement at the G20 meeting that is similar to the G7 Wealth of Democracy's endorsement of the U.S. proposal for a 15% corporate minimum tax and a new method of local market taxation for the largest and most profitable multinational corporations. But that will not help our government in the near term. Yikes. Meanwhile, Los Angeles Times, America is taking baby steps towards universal basic income, or UBI. The $1.9 trillion release bill that President Biden signed into law included an initiative that looks a lot like guaranteed income for families. Starting in July, parents of children ages 17 and younger will get monthly cash grants of up to $300 per child to spend however they please. Could this be the start of a broader effort to combat poverty with bigger monthly checks? Some signs point to yes. Although no Republicans voted for the bill, there has been bipartisan support in Congress for increasing the child tax credit and for turning it into a monthly payment rather than a once a year reduction in one's income taxes. But once the extreme circumstances of the panorama are behind us, the high political hurdles to guaranteed income programs will remain. More data from more trials would help overcome those hurdles and show that such programs are sustainable, scalable, and more effective than other approaches. Consider, for example, how Republican Senator Mark Rubio of Florida and Mike Lee of Utah, two proponents of a much larger child tax credits, blasted the increase in the relief bill because it made the money available to the indigent as well as the comfortable. That is not tax relief for working parents. It's welfare assistance, they complained in a statement last month. Herein lies the biggest challenge for anti-poverty programs in general and guaranteed income programs or universal basic income in particular like Rubio and Lee many Republicans and many Americans argue that government aid should flow only to people who have earned it somehow and that it should be temporary it's the flip side to the myth that government handouts breed dependence and indolence rather than lifting people up to the point where they can escape poverty's gravitational force proponents of guaranteed income argue that the aid enables people to surmount the many obstacles they face to earning a decent living, something that the existing collection of safety net programs often fails to do by providing cash with no restrictions on how it's spent. The programs are not only far cheaper to administer, they allow recipients to use the dollars to meet their own unique needs which may be child care for some, tuition for others, and conifers for most. That was the thinking behind the Stockton Economic Empowerment Demonstration, a two-year experiment with guaranteed income in that beleaguered Central Valley city. Using money raised from donors, Stockton gave 125 low-income households chosen at random $500 each month with no strings attached. The The experiment... Championed by former Mayor Michael D. Tubbs, 
who lost his bid for re-election last November ended in February, and a team of analysts recently released a preliminary report on the first year's results. In It's a rave review which has been echoed in the media coverage with much of the focus on the quality of life improvements reported by people who received the monthly payments. Those improvements were hardly surprising. The two bigger revelations were that only a tiny percentage of the money was spent on non-essentials and that the grants did not appear to deter work. Sure. Specifically, the people receiving the grants were more likely to gain full-time employment jobs than people in the control group, although most people in both groups were not employed full-time. That difference in employment rates pushes back against the notion that cash grants reduce the incentive to work, but the number of people involved in an experiment was so small, the results aren't much of a counterweight to the far more extensive real-world trials in the 1970s that led some analysts to believe and others to dispute that such programs encourage people to work less. And that's what we got going on right now. You know, there's a, there's a shortage um, in workers. Was it American Airlines? These airlines are canceling flights because uh, stewards and stewardesses are not showing up. There's a lot of um, hiring signs in windows and available. And, you know, people are just not trying to not trying to go to work. Here we go. Everywhere basic income has been tried in one map. A general idea that government should give every citizen a regular infusion of free money with no strings attached has been around since the 16th century. But it's recently experienced a remarkable resurgence. Advocates ranging from tech billionaire Mark Zuckerberg to libertarian economist Milton Friedman former Democratic president, presidential candidate Andrew Yang have endorsed it with few exceptions. Kenya, where a big experiment in universal basic income is underway. Iran, which has a nationwide unconditional cash transfer program. And Alaska, which gives an annual dividend to everyone in the state. Basic income programs are offering money to small groups of a few hundred or a few thousand people. Not an entire polity. In other words, they offer basic income, but not universal basic income. The U.S. has tried a few basic income experiments, but most have been short-lived, small-scale, and trials. A long-running program in the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians conceded a dividend in North Carolina since 1997. Revenue from a casino on tribal land has been given to every trial member, no string attached. Each person gets, on average, somewhere between $4,000 and $6,000 per year. Economists found that it doesn't make them work less. It does lead to improved education and mental health and decreased addiction and crime. Here's the push. Canada, Brazil, Finland, Germany, Spain, the Netherlands, Iran, Kenya, Namibia, Namibia, India, China, Japan, all are testing out universal basic income. But we got this. Data. Data everywhere as UBI becomes ubiquitous. Uh, what we got here? Thehill.com. Biden opens the back door to universal basic income. What's the date on this thing? There's no date on this thing? 
Long before the onset of the panorama, the luminaries of Silicon Valley began advocating for the implementation of Universal Basic Income, or UBI. This is the idea that governments should issue checks to all citizens, regardless of work, regardless of need, just for being alive, in other words. True and direct socialistic redistribution of wealth completely disconnected from merit and creation. Today it is clear that UBI proponents, along with advocates of job-killing 15-an-hour <laughs> minimum wage policies, are using the economic destruction wrought by poorly thought-out lockdowns coupled with their psychological effects of constant fear-mongering to try to slip their policies through the back door and the effects of their efforts are likely to be lasting and damaging to the most disadvantaged in our society. Huh. Doesn't sound like they like this one. When they first started making the argument for universal basic income, tech giants and tech oligarchs likely viewed it as a way to distract from an inevitable onslaught of stories about the people and jobs to be displaced or eliminated through automation driven by Silicon Valley's artificial intelligence products but with the panorama and the economy derailing policy missteps that accompanied it investment in the automation of jobs has only increased as labor has become increasingly scarce leaving aside increased automation government induced wage increases also are causing some small businesses to close altogether thereby eliminating critical creators of wealth and jobs the scope and permeance of these changes could be enormous. Over the course of 2020, the amount of global work lost was likely equivalent to 255 million full-time jobs. Ultimately, economists at the University of Chicago predict that between 32% and 42% of panorama-related layoffs may end up being permanent. For example... President Biden's America Rescue Plan extended additional federal unemployment payments of $300 a week on top of state unemployment payments through September. In doing so, government set a wage floor for millions of Americans who since have opted to stop looking for work that is not enticing enough to cause them to halt the unrestricted and inflated unemployment checks. As a result, in April, the National Federation of Independent Businesses reported that 44% of the American job openings went unfilled. Meanwhile, 16.2 million Americans are receiving unemployment benefits, a number that is 6.5 million greater than the 9.8 million Americans who are actually termed unemployed. With this government-decided wage floor in place, liberals have fanned the flames of fear that have encouraged many to continue to stay at home. Even though effective pokes are available, after all this, politicians and commentators, including Bernie Sanders and Biden's press secretary, Jen, what's her name? Psaki? Psaki. P-S-A-K-I. Psaki. 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 I tried. Have stepped in to summarily declare that certain categories of private sector jobs simply do not pay enough for workers to bother to show up. In doing so, Sanders and Psaki <laughs> lay bare the fact that they view the panorama as an opportunity to artificially boost certain private sector wages that do not meet their arbitrary targets. 
while also introducing long-term government checks, universal basic income as an alternative if their demands are not met yet, while market-driven wage increases are a positive indicator of increased value of labor. Government-induced wage increases can have catastrophic effects on employees and businesses alike beyond the expedited automation and elimination of jobs. Biden's artificial attempt to drive up the cost of labor is also spurring inflation. Uh-huh. Larry Summers, former Clinton administration treasury secretary and Obama administration economic advisor, recently noted, quote, Higher minimum wages, strengthen unions, increased employee benefits, and strengthen regulation are all desirable, but they, too, all push up businesses' costs and prices. The increased costs and prices, what economists would call inflation, hit the most disadvantaged and price-sensitive Americans the hardest. Therein lies the rub. By advocating for giving out cash with no string attached in real time, what is happening is the destruction of real opportunities to earn wages, start careers, gain skills, climb the ladder, and live the American dream. Simultaneously, the chain of events set in motion, if left unchecked, will drive up the cost of living for those that are claimed to be in need of the most help. Further, consider the fact that America's national debt is now over $28 trillion and growing, troubling larger, troublingly larger than our country's 2020 GDP, which was $21.48 trillion. The money dispersed by the federal government today is literally borrowed on the backs of future generations who will struggle to pay it off. I'm going to stop there. Y'all can check this out. It's called TheHill.com. Um, Biden opens the back door to universal basic income. Many people will be very happy to accept checks every month or every week without having to do anything. That will destroy the economy. People will not want to go to work. The prices of goods and services will inflate at a higher rate than it already is right now. The inflation of the currency, United States dollar, will accelerate. And we may even hit hyperinflation. And y'all should do some research on hyperinflation on what it does to economies. What we got here, MSN News, U.S. Senators reach agreement on infrastructure framework. $1.2 trillion infrastructure investment plan. A Democratic negotiator said White House officials had signed off on the deal. All right. I'll leave it at that. Well, we got Yahoo Finance, Tesla lifts NASDAQ to record high close. NASDAQ climbed to a record high close today, fueled by a rally in Tesla, with investors cheering data that showed a record peak for U.S. factory activity in June. I'm concerned that one company out of the entire NASDAQ is responsible for not only raising the NASDAQ, but raising it to record highs. What do y'all think about that? You may find this interesting. Warren Buffett resigns from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Warren Buffett has resigned from his trustee position at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The 90-year-old investor announced today in a statement Buffett didn't specify why he's leaving the foundation, but noted he has already resigned from all corporate boards 
other than Berkshire Hathaway. Buffett added that the foundation's new CEO, Mark Sussman, is an outstanding selection and has his full support. Quote, my goals are 100% in sync with those of the foundation, and my physical participation is in no way needed to achieve these goals. End quote, Buffett wrote. Buffett and Bill Gates supposedly are close friends. His announcement comes about a month after Bill and Melinda Gates announced their divorce and subsequent reports about Gates's improper behavior with Microsoft employees decades ago. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was created in 2000, and it is funded by the couple's personal wealth, as well as several other Gates family foundations and a gift pledged by Buffett. Since 2000, the foundation has spent nearly $54 billion on a wide range of initiatives related to global health, poverty alleviation, and more recently, the global rollout of poke pokes, according to its website. The foundation announced shortly after the divorce bomb showed that there will be, quote, no changes to their roles or the organization. Buffett's resignation announcement was part of a larger statement about his philanthropic goals in which Buffett noted that he recently pledged $4.1 billion worth of Berkshire Hathaway shares, putting him halfway toward his goal of giving away 99% of his net worth. He announced in 2006 that he was giving away all of his company shares through donations. He has 238,624 Berkshire shares remaining. Buffett said that the announcement is no swan song for him, despite recently naming his successor. Quote, I still relish being on the field and carrying the ball, but I'm clearly playing in a game that, for me, has moved past the fourth quarter in overtime. Very interesting. But he plans on giving over, giving away 99% of his wealth. Uh, Rockefeller did the same thing, but what these wealthy individuals do is they give away their wealth are donated to organizations that they created. And you can do your research on that. Let's get into some tech player. And then we're about to rezap on the current event. CNN business wearable electronic skin could monitor your health. Doctors may be just a few years away from tracking your vital signs via electronic skin worn on the body. Researchers in Japan say they have developed an ultra-thin, lightweight e-skin that is stuck to the chest area using water spray and can be worn for a week at a time. The technology was developed by Takao Someya, a professor at the University of Tokyo's Graduate School of Engineering. It has yet to undergo clinical trials, but Someya says... He has started working with partners to develop manufacturing processes made from a flexible material. Polyvinyl alcohol with a layer of gold skin is a wearable sensor that can pick up signals such as heartbeat and electrical impulses from muscle movement. Y'all ready for this? A small wireless transmitter strapped to the chest will send heartbeat data to a nearby smartphone or a laptop or to the cloud allowing a doctor to monitor them remotely. Quote, e-skin is the next generation of wearables. Today's mainstream wearables are in the form of smart watches and sunglasses and other glasses, which are bulky. In contrast, e-skin is thin, lightweight, stretchable, and durable. His latest e-skin was designed with Japan's rapidly aging 
population in mind for remote health care to be most effective. So Maya says it is important to monitor older people's health for long periods with high precision because of its durability. He says the e-skin, uh, this gives me the creeps, is a powerful tool for monitoring chronic diseases like diabetes as well as heart failure. It may also help detect early signs of illness. Somia is also developing an LED display in partnership with dye nippon printing to be worn on the back of the user's hand designed for older people or those with whom have difficulty using a smartphone. It will show heartbeat data transmitted by the e-skin in the form of large and easily understood graphics. It can also display simple emojis, including a heart and a rainbow sent by friends and relatives from a smartphone to help older people feel connected to their loved ones. Oh, I got a rainbow on my e-skin. The e-skin market was worth an estimate, estimated $4.5 billion in 2019, according to a report by Grandview Research, because e-skin is highly flexible, sometimes with the ability to repair itself. It has the potential for use in robotics, prosthetics, and healthcare. So Maya and his team started developing e-skin for robots in the early 2000s, and other research from their lab is being developed for the marketplace through two spinoff companies, Sintel for medical applications and Zenoma for smart clothing. Zenoma has integrated e-skin into pajamas that can monitor temperature in bed and sportswear for fitness monitoring. The startup has partnered with Taekwondo, Taekwondo practitioner Mana Umihara to see how e-skin can benefit high-performance athletes. Its technology tracks body movements and sends the information to a laptop where software translates it into data visualizations. This kind of movement tracking normally requires multiple cameras. During the panorama, Umehara was unable to train with her coach, but she could send data from the e-skin clothing so her performance could be monitored remotely. Quote, now I can get more precise instructions with numbers for how many centimeters to extend my movement or how powerful it should be, end quote, she tells CNN Business. So Maya says 5G will have a tremendous impact on wearable technologies, including e-skin, by increasing the amount of data that can be transmitted wirelessly at high speed, giving users access to their health information in real time. Quote, the ultimate goal of e-skin is to monitor all different types of human information easily, anywhere and anytime without disturbing daily activities, end quote. E-skin, y'all ready for e-skin? What we got? CNN Business, Amazon ditched cannabis testing and more employers will likely follow. They ain't, they're not giving UAs no more, man. Amazon certainly wasn't the first major corporation to arrive at the cannabis reform party, but it sure made one of the biggest entrances to date when it publicly pledged to relax its drug testing policies and also to back federal legalization efforts. It's crazy. You know, I, I, you, I think they should release everyone from prison who's in there on marijuana charges. And now it's a question of how many others will follow, especially during a time when some firms are desperate for workers. Amazon kicked off June with an announcement that it would stop testing for cannabis metabolites as part of its drug screening program 
for positions not regulated by the United States Department of Transportation. The company said as well it would back the Federal Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, the MORE Act, a recently reintroduced bill aimed at descheduling marijuana and reassessing some past cannabis-related convictions. That's cool. That's cool, bro. That's cool, bro. CNN Business, a robot is killing weeds by zapping them with electricity. On a field in England, three robots have been given a mission to find and zap weeds with electricity before planting seeds in a cleared soil. Um, Farmers, you know any farmers? Do you farm? Your job is in jeopardy. The robots named Tom, Dick, and Harry were developed by small robot company to rid land of unwanted weeds with minimal use of chemicals and heavy machinery. The startup has been working on its autonomous weed killer since 2017, and this April launched Tom, its first commercial robot, which is now operational in on three separate United Kingdom farms. The other robots are still in prototype stage, undergoing testing. Small robot says Robot Tom can scan 20 hectares or 49 acres a day, collecting data, which is then used by Dick a crop care robot to zap the weeds. Then it's robot Harry takes its turn to plant seeds in the weed-free soil. Using the full system, once it is up and running, farmers could reduce costs by 40% and chemical usage by up to 95%, the company says. According to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, 6 million metric tons of pesticides were traded globally in 2018, valued at $38 billion. Quote, our system allows farmers to wean their depleted, damaged soils off a diet of chemicals. End quote. Says Ben Scott Robinson, Small Robots co-founder and CEO. Small Robots said it raised over 7 million pounds, which is $9.9 million. Scott Robinson says the company hopes to launch its full system of robots by 2023, which will be offered as a service at a rate of around per hectare. The monitoring robot is placed at a farm first, and the weeding and planting robots are delivered only when the data shows they're needed. So it's going to be a service. You're not even going to be able to buy them. You're going to, you know, purchase the service from the company. And that's that. That's that. You will own nothing and be happy. Initiative by the World Economic Forum. Self-driving truck firm Embark to go public. Via $5.2 billion SPAC deal, NASDAQ.com. Embark Trucks Incorporated, a self-driving truck technology developer backed by private equity firm Tiger Global Management, will merge with a blank check firm in a deal valuing the equity of the combined company at about $5.2 billion. The deal with Northern Genesis Acquisition Corp., will get Embark Trucks about $614 million in cash proceeds, including a $200 million private investment from Mubadala Capital, Sequoia Capital, and Tiger Global, among others. Embark today said the proceeds were expected to fund its business through 2024. Embark joins the ranks of Plus and Too Simple self-driving trunking companies which entered U.S. public markets this year in a bid to tap the red-hot capital market to commercialize their technology and product. 
All my truckers, your job is in danger. Last but not least, the creation of first of of first human monkey embryos sparks concern. Wall Street Journal. What? Called chimeras, these lab-grown creations have been hailed as a major scientific breakthrough, but some ethics experts see reasons for worries. Imagine pigs with human hearts or mice whose brains have a spark of human intelligence. Um, I'm cool. Scientists are cultivating a flock of such experimental creations called chimeras by injecting potent human cells into mice, rats, pigs, and cows. They hope the new combinations might one day be used to grow human organs for transplants, study human illnesses, or test new drugs, or, and this is what I'm going to say, contribute to a war. Man, these fools finna go to war. Look, in the latest advanced researchers in the United States and China announced earlier this month that they made embryos that combined human and monkey cells for the first time. So far, these human monkey chimeras or chimeras, I like to say chimeras, are no more than bundles of budding cells in a lab petri dish. But the implications are far-reaching. Ethics experts say the use of primates so closely related to humans raises concerns about unintended consequences, animal welfare, and moral status of hybrid embryos, even if the scientific value of the work may be quite high. Quote, there were lots of breakthroughs in this experiment. A remarkable step has been taken scientifically that raises urgent issues of public concern. We need to figure out what the right pathway forward is to help guide responsible progress. Scientists have been creating partly human chimeras for years. Researchers use rats with human tumors to study cancer, for example, and mice with human immune systems to conduct AIDS research. What makes the latest experiment unique is that the scientists injected human stem cells, which can become any kind of tissue into an embryo of a closely related primate. To make them, researchers from the Salk Institute for Biological Studies in La Jolla, California, and China's Kunming University of Science and Technology injected human stem cells made by reprogramming mature skin or blood cells into 132 embryos from Mackay monkeys. Six days after the monkey embryos, have been created at the State Key Laboratory of Primate Biomedical Research in Kunming. Researchers injected each one with 25 human stem cells labeled with a fluorescent red protein. Quote, we put them together into a petri dish in the laboratory to see how they interact with one another. This is Juan Carlos Belmonte, director of Salk Gene Expression Laboratory, who led the research effort. The next day, the monkey embryos glowed. Human cells had become integrated into all of them far more effectively than in previous experiments with embryos from other species, such as pigs, they reported. So far, these human monkey chimeras can't survive longer than 19 days. It's never been our intention and never will be to create a living chimera in a monkey host. Even so, the new chimera experiments highlights a dilemma. When human stem cells are injected into an animal embryo at such an early stage of development, I'm sick to my stomach. That's it for current events. Y'all can check this out, but I mean, what's this world coming to? Uh, Appreciate y'all sticking with me current events. That was a lot. That was like 40 minutes of current events. But, um, wow, automatically we got about 10 minutes left. 
left in the broadcast, if you're listening online, I definitely, definitely will be going over the time limit. And when that happens, if you are listening online, you're, you are disconnected. And to listen to the rest of the show, you have to check out the archive download or podcast. So to avoid that, I invite you to call in so you can check out the whole entire show as well as the streaming portion. The call in number is 563-999-3625. Once again, 563-999-3625. So I want to get the show started, y'all. Important requirements of successful trusteeship. Now, we're speaking on uh, trusteeship, you know, but ultimately, I consider these important requirements of success. Um, I consider these important requirements of, you know, getting what you want out of your life here on this earth. And, you know, important requirements of being a well-rounded um emotionally emotionally psychologically mature adult now i do want to start off by enumerating the seven pillars also known as the seven hermetic principles these these this changed my life you know and with proper Comprehension, meditation on these principles, it will also change your life. So the first pillar is mind or mentalism. All is mind and everything is energy. The universe is mental. You got mind or mentalism. You have correspondence. As it is above, so it is below. As it is below, so it is above. So you have mind, mentalism, correspondence, you have vibration, because nothing is stationary and everything vibrates. Mind, correspondence, vibration, polarity, everything is double, everything has its opposite, extremes meet. Mind, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, all is ebb and flow, action and reaction, advance and recoil. Mind, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect. Nothing happens by chance. Everything happens according to the law. Mind, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, and generation or gender. Generation is manifest in everything, and everything is masculine and feminine. Now, I'm not saying that to be controversial. I understand that, you know, there are people who are non-binary and, you know, they wish to be, you know, considered and addressed as, you know, what they what they want. And I do your dance. But these principles stand and will stand. So with that being said, you know, when it comes to important requirements of a successful trusteeship, I mean, it breaks down. Now, I'm going to go through a couple. You can take notes. But ultimately, ultimately, this is some internal work. These are internal characteristics that must be possessed. And they only 
are manifest in you after work. You have to do work, internal work. It requires accountability. It requires self-reflection. It requires you to no longer place blame for your circumstances outside of yourself. It requires you to be accountable. So I'm going to start with self-discipline. Self-discipline is the single most important quality for success. If you can discipline yourself to do what you should do, rather than what you feel like, your success is virtually guaranteed. Self-discipline requires self-mastery, self-control, self-responsibility, and self-direction. And that's another thing, self-direction. Most of us are used to being told what to do, get a job, and, you know, we read the employee handbook, and we know what our job is, and we go in every day, and we do what we're told. We do what we're supposed to. Outside of being told what to do, most people are lost. And that's why self-direction is really important. Self-mastery, self-control. Self-responsibility. The difference between successful people and failures is that successful people make a habit of doing the things that failures don't like to do. The things that failures don't like to do are the same things that successful people don't like to do, but successful people do them anyways because they realize that this is the price that they must pay for the success they desire. Cause and effect. Manifest. Right there. Because I didn't sit at home watching Netflix all day on some binge watch and actually read these books or worked out these problems or created this product or this music or whatever, the effect of which allows me to achieve and do things that those who sat and watched and binged watched Netflix cannot do. Important requirements of successful trusteeship or a successful life, successful entrepreneur, however you want to look at it. Integrity. You must possess integrity. Perhaps the most valued and respected quality you can develop is a reputation for absolute integrity. Be perfectly honest in everything you do and in every transaction and activity. Never compromise your integrity. Remember that your word is your bond and your honor is everything when it comes to your success, whether business, whether relationship, or otherwise. All successful relationships, successful trusteeships, all successful business is based on trust. Your success in becoming a trustee, a husband, a wife, a business partner will be determined solely by the number of people who trust you, are willing to work for you or with you, give you credit, lend you money, buy your products, and services, spend time with you, and help you during difficult times. Your character is the most important asset that you develop in your entire life, and your character is based on the amount of integrity that you practice. Integrity, self-reflection, accountability. Can you be accountable? Accountable, accountability is perceived as an attack 
on those who are not willing or able to accept how their actions or inactions negatively affect others. Perfect example. You go to work late. Hey, you're late. Oh, man, the traffic and all. Why are you messing with me? You tripping on me. Most people, when they get the job, unequivocally, they're told what time they're supposed to be there. And they want their supervisors or whoever to to understand and accept their flawed reasoning as to why, after agreeing to be at the job on time, they are not on time. And it's not my fault that I'm not on time. It's the traffic. It's my mom. It's the girlfriend. It was my tire. It was the bus was late. All these excuses that are I use to not be accountable. It's ridiculous. Those types of people will not be successful in business, will not be successful in their trusteeship, will not more than likely be successful in their interpersonal relationships because you lack integrity, you lack accountability, you lack self-reflection, you place blame outside of yourself when you are the cause of the desired or undesired effect. Period. Most people don't want to hear it, but it is what it is. And those who don't want to hear it are going to have hard time being successful and they will blame their lack of success on outside factors. Mark my words. The next trait that all successful trustees and entrepreneurs must possess is persistence. Persistence is the iron quality of character. Persistence is to the character of success as carbon is to steel. It is an indispensable quality that goes hand in hand with all great success in life. One of the great secrets to persistence and success is to program your subconscious mind for persistence well in advance of the setbacks and disappointments that you are going to have on your quest towards success. You let you sit down and do some self-reflection and say, "Hey, man, we'll check this out. I want to, you know, I want this luxury car. I want to work for myself and not have to go into work every day. I, I want to build a business. Well, you just sit down and and acknowledge and prepare your mental mind for the setbacks and disappointments." that you are going to come into contact with on your way to achieve your goal. You need to resolve in advance that you will never give up no matter what happens. The courage to persist in the face of adversity and disappointment is the one quality that more than anything will guarantee your success, period. Your greatest asset can be your willingness to persevere longer than anyone else. In fact, your persistence is a true measure of your belief in yourself and your ability to succeed or be successful. Persistence. Don't give up. Oh, I can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. All these self-defeating negative thoughts that everyone experiences. 
Are you prepared to persist past your failures, past the setbacks, and beyond the self-defeating thoughts that you will experience when you try to do anything that is outside the norm of get up, go to work, go to school, go home, eat some food, binge watch some Netflix, kick it with the homie, watch the game, whatever. Persistence and dedication. Dedication to your goal and persistence in the pursuit of that goal. Integrity as you pursue that goal. Are you lying? Are you lying to yourself? Are you lying to the people that you come into contact with? Are you lying to your potential business partners? Do you lack integrity? Do you have the required self-discipline? The next requirement of all successful people, you must possess a clear sense of direction. Because of the turbulence and rapid change in today's world, most people have been reduced to operating day by day, almost like firefighters. Most people are totally preoccupied with short-term problems and the need to get short-term solutions, short-term sales, or short-term profits. They intend to spend more time thinking and planning for the future, but they don't ever seem to get around to it. This is not the case for successful people or those who are partaking in successful trusteeship. You need to set clear targets for yourself and for your life, for your goals, for your business. In fact, perhaps your most important responsibility to yourself is to give yourself a clear sense of direction. The, the next one, the next requirement, all successful people, entrepreneurs, trustees must possess is decisive and action-oriented Tactics. You must think and make decisions quickly. You must discipline yourself to take action and to carry out the decisions you you make and have made. You must move fast and get quick feedback from your actions. If you find that you made a mistake, very quickly self-correct and try something else. And that's another thing. Self-critique is a good thing if you know how to let go. That's another important requirement of successful trusteeship. You got to know how to let go and not sit around boo-hooing over your mistakes, your missteps. Oh, I didn't do it right. I can't do it. I'm stupid. I'll never get it right. That is so self-defeating. You need to be able to let go. You need to be able to learn from your mistakes. Understand your mistakes are 
just that, mistakes, which are opportunities to learn and grow, nothing more. Not necessarily opportunities to beat yourself up. Not necessarily opportunities to, to derail your progress or your pursuit, but opportunities to get better and grow. I like to use the example all the time of riding a bike. Make a mistake of going too fast or hitting that turn too hard or too, and you fall and you skin your knee or your leg or your arm or your palm or your hand. which is direct incentive to learn. Most people did not give up on riding a bike the first time they fell, the second time they fell, the third time they fell. Most of us can ride a bike pretty successfully. The reason is, is that we did not give up after mistakes. We may have needed to allow ourselves to heal. Some of us didn't let us heal. Like, you know what? I'm going to jump back on this joint and try again. Persistence. Something that we didn't lack as children, but somehow we've lost it as adults. And the ability to move on, to let go. Yeah, you fell. But so what? Courage. A lot of times, most people do not achieve success because of fear. Many people have a fear of failing, and this is what can stop them from achieving. And technically, some of the most successful people will say that failing is key to succeeding and that you need to make mistakes. Having this mindset is a quality required for success. It's required. If you have courage, you can stop being so fearful of failing and instead focus on what you can achieve. If you can look at mistakes I lost my I lost my uh, little note, man. If you can look at mistakes and failures as lessons to learn from, this can also encourage you to keep going. And eventually you will succeed. Courage is a great trait to have if you want to be successful. It will help you to develop the right mindset when it comes to reaching your goals and you won't be afraid to try even after you make a mistake.
patience. If you can be more patient, this can really help you when trying to be successful. Patience will help you when it comes to making any mistakes or having to deal with problems on your journey to success. If you have little or no patience, this is going to make things much harder for you. You will not be able to deal with the obstacles very well. Understanding that things take time and unfortunately mistakes can be made is crucial. You will become successful much quicker if you can accept that you will make mistakes, period. Period. If you fear failure, by definition, you are avoiding success. If you fear failure, then by definition, you are avoiding success. I want you to think about that. Think about that. If you fear failure, by definition, you are avoiding success. It's a requirement of trusteeship. You've got to have optimism. If you're optimistic, it's likely that you will be excited about what you are trying to achieve and feel good about it. Having an optimistic attitude is a great trait to have if you want to be successful, as it can help you stay positive about what you are doing and not be disheartened if things go wrong. Flexibility. One misconception that ordinary people have about persevering is staying the course no matter what. This is true only if the reason for pursuing your goal is still valid. Most successful people achieve success doing something different from what they initially intended to do. This makes sense because the world is always changing and they know a lot more now than when they started. Successful people know that if their reasons for doing what they are doing changes, there's no point to continue. Zero. None. And of course, you know, I can go on and on about important requirements of successful trusteeship, which really boils down to important requirements of being successful in anything that you do. I'll do a couple more. You have to have a passion for improvement. Successful people are perpetually trying to improve themselves. They are their worst critics. Never satisfied, always striving to do better. The person that they most need to best is themselves. Obsessive attention to detail usually drives everyone around you crazy, but it also drives excellence. It flies in the place flies in the face of the popular mantra, don't sweat the small stuff, but most successful people got 
to be successful by doing just that. When they were the ones doing the small stuff. Successful people keep track of their achievements, not because they necessarily want to put them on display, although some may, but because it reminds them and those around them of how overcoming the impossible is often just a matter of perseverance. Self-rewarding, you know, on the pathway to success, there are many successes and successful people celebrate even large successes and the many successes, which in turn contributes to the fuel to keep going, to continue on that path. If you're steadily beating yourself up for your mistakes and not celebrating your, your achievements, It's almost impossible to persevere in your goal to be successful. And I'll I'll leave off with this, being grateful. Successful people are incredibly grateful. They realize how fortunate we are to be where we are and are not shy about sharing it. And then I'll do one more. Masters of time. Successful people are successful because they get a lot done. The only way to do that is by making the most out of the allotted 24 hours in the day. Extraordinary people value their time and see their see the direct connection between how they spend their time and their energy. They are usually always on time and train those that deal with them to respect their schedule by implementing strict start and end times for their meetings. And as I said, I can keep going, but I'm going to wrap it up as far as what I consider to be important requirements of successful trusteeship, successful business, successful relationships. But, you know, perseverance, consistency, dedication, accountability would be the biggest one. Being accountable for what you do and what you don't do. Not putting blame on others for what you do and what you don't do. Outside circumstances or outside actors as to why you didn't follow through on your word. is a hallmark of success. Ultimately, we're all the same. And we all have the same overall abilities. We definitely all have the same hours in the day. What separates successful people from unsuccessful people are the things that we do and the things that we don't do everyone has to deal with traffic has to deal with family has to deal with stress has to deal with disappointment has to deal with extenuating circumstances 
has to deal with the job, has to deal with going shopping, and so on and so forth. It's what we do above and beyond the everyday things that every one of us has to deal with is what allows us to be successful. And not just in trusteeship. The root word of trustee is trust. And integrity is important. Accountability is important. And that's part of trust. I trust you because you're accountable for your actions. You have integrity. You're not going to lie. Your, your, your word is your bond. You do what you say. You don't um, change with the weather. Your views, your abilities, they stay solid. I can count on you. Those are hallmarks of success. And it is up to us, those of us who want to be successful, to refine our character, to put in that psychological, mental, and emotional work, to be better and to better ourselves, to be accountable. Instead of, hey, man, why are you late? And I'm just saying a bunch of stupid stuff that doesn't matter. Because I originally agreed to be there at a certain time. I just to be accountable. and Hey, I'm sorry I'm late, man. It won't happen again. And make sure it never happens again. Because I'm not going to put myself in a position for you to talk about me being late again. How about that? Instead of me trying to snap on you or get angry with you about holding me accountable or attempting to hold me accountable I just change my behavior so that you can never say that to me again that's where our power lies your power doesn't lie into snapping on people and making people feel uncomfortable so they don't try to hold you accountable anymore your power lies in the ability for you to change your behavior so they can never say that to you again As far as I'm concerned, that's the most important. So, you know, I trust that you were able to, you know, pick up a little what I was putting down with this episode of the foundation, important requirements of successful trusteeship. No, this is this is from me to you. This, you know, I, I want you to be great. I want you to achieve what you what you desire I want you to be happy I want you to be successful and you know every every Wednesday you know give or take a couple Wednesdays for the past six years I've been putting out these episodes of the foundation to do just that to assist and help you and your success of course it's heavily predicated upon establishing your private estate but that's because I understand that your birth the, your so called birth certificate has a state seal on the top of it and that in order to get outside of that to become private and to establish that powerful position of a private trustee you know you 
You got to understand trust, trust administration, contract law, some commercial law. And, you know, hopefully you're, you're achieving that understanding through trustee training. And if you're interested in trustee training, email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com and we'll discuss it. But outside of that, every Wednesday, this is a donation of my time to you every single Wednesday so that you can be better, so that you can learn, so that you can establish a different foundational understanding of education, of this commercial system, of what real money is, of how to be successful, all in one spot. I don't feel and I I know that this time is not wasted on you. And that the more support that you receive from the foundation and other sources, the more and higher the potential it is for you to be successful in whatever you want. But there are things that we are not taught. And I know it's on purpose when it comes to the public school system. Wealthy families want to reduce competition. Ultimately, this is we're dealing with, in this system, we're dealing with the game of houses or so-called game of thrones. And it's family against family. And the less families that we have to encounter in commercial warfare, the higher the potential for success. But it's individuals that make up families. And it's families that produce the individuals. So if we can together improve as family and improve the individual, success is all but guaranteed. And that's what I'm looking to do. I say it all the time. You know, I've been all over the world. been successful invited and allowed in certain circles that most will never be around or be invited into and everywhere I went all over this world the people who looked like me were in the lowest economic position it's not just the United States it's not just Africa the continent it's not just you know South America it's everywhere that I went And it's, in my opinion, due to a lack of proper education and understanding of certain requirements that are necessary to achieve certain goals. So, you know, I trust that y'all were able to, you know, pick up what I was putting down tonight on the foundation. I will go to the phone lines. I'll take, let me take like one or two calls. But I know we're streaming and I'm ready to jump, jump up out of here, yo. But I do believe in you. And I want you to know that. And some will be, oh man, he doesn't even know me. He says he believes in me. He doesn't even know me. He doesn't even understand who I am. He doesn't know what I've been through. It doesn't matter. I believe in you if no one else does. I don't need to know you to believe in you, to know that you are capable of things that you do not understand or could comprehend. Why? Because 
I believed in myself and other people believed in me and I achieved things that I did not comprehend or understand. If you told me 15, 20 years ago that I would be in the position that I am right now, I would have probably laughed at you or maybe try to, you know, put hands on you for trying to play me. You trying to, you trying to disrespect me? You trying to make fun of me? I didn't come from money. I didn't come from success. It was created. And I'm sharing with y'all every single episode of the foundation. How? The how? So, you know, this is my donation to the family. You do what what you will. But uh, 602-9705 on the phone line, 602-9705, peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Yo, what's happening, Phil? Albert Phoenix. Hey, peace, family. <laughs> uh, how you doing over there, man? It's good to hear your voice. Good to hear from you, too, man. Uh, can you kind of, like, speak into the, speak into your mic? You're kind of muffled. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I said, it's good to hear your voice, man. Um, there you go. That's didn't know. Well, I don't know. What am, what am I trying to say? Um, it's not like you're cussing at me today. So, <laughs> talking about me over here with this uh, with this episode you got going on. What was the title again? I didn't quite catch it. Important Requirements of Successful Trusteeship. Right. <laughs> uh, it's good, man. I really appreciate the the info. The criteria, everything, your experience, man, that's really on point today. Um, just a little bit of side note. Anybody want to know, so and I, we, we brothers here on the online on uh, high frequency, and the foundation, and so he's a good man. I never heard him say anything bad about anybody that wasn't on point. He's always uh, accurate, loving, and respectful. But today, man, I feel like you calling me out, cursing me, telling all these truths and everything. <laughs> I appreciate it, though, man. <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people feel like I'm talking to them, you know. At one point, yeah. you know, e- even now, today, I'm talking to myself. You know, just, I'm just speaking the truth. Speaker of yeah. truth. That's experiences. The truth experiences. Anywho, man, we in another vein ourselves, and you know me, uh, calling in for myself as well as everybody else with our ex- present, past, and uh, future experiences we're anticipating. Glad uh, glad we made the time to get it done today. Uh, just get in here and listen. My son and I are out here making the best of our time, trying to labor a little bit here, take care of mama's broken broken window, don't want to go up and down, so we almost got it. Um Trying to do the do what we need to do so we don't have to put all our ducats into buying brand new cars. As much as we'd all like brand new and fancy, uh, we, we'll stick with our used car payment, man. It's a blessing to us. We appreciate that, especially having the ability that my daddy taught me and um, to be able to do what we're doing now. Cause my daddy was an orphan, you know. Um, he didn't have that generational wealth. Just like you said a moment ago, you weren't born with it, you know. It's created and, and um, that's one of the main things I can always share. And tell me so, like, there is a feeling 
Like, can you give me a few words? Like, the feeling that you had is similar to where I know myself and a lot of other brothers and sisters that have either took trustee training or whatever steps they had to to step out and be an entrepreneur or whatever it is in those areas. There's To me, there's a look in the eyes. I can see you, folks. And there's a feeling inside them. There's a different type of a storm, a different type of weather, a different type of peace that, that I see in those eyes. Did you have something similar when you reached, I guess, a level of entrepreneurship or freedom, uh, something past the traditional J-O-Bs that you had in the past? As far as how people looked at me or, or, or how I felt? Your, your, your feelings, your inward reflection, your manhood, how did that feel? How did that swing once you got, you know, to those, those areas in your life? Um... I guess internally, you know, it was, to begin with, it was determination. You know, it was, it was me, me making the decision unequivocally that I'm not going to live like this and it's going to change, that I deserve better, regardless of what anyone says or what I've been taught or whatever, I deserve better. My family deserves better and making the determination that I will be that catalyst. You know, that that belief part. You know, I like to say believe, begin, become. It started with the determination right. and, and the belief that, you know, I'm going to make the difference. I'm going to change no matter what. Um, and then, you know, studying successful people, uh, listening to, you know, other people, you know, um, taking in critiques of my character, of my actions and stuff like that. And I began to change um the things that I did and when I became successful it was really just I, it wasn't like oh I'm successful now it was I think it's just you know maybe I woke up one day or I just realized one day like man I've been here for a while I, I finally achieved this and I didn't even kind of realize it when it happened exactly I just realized that the situation and circumstances that I had created were exactly what I determined to do and um, it's very, very rewarding, very um, uh, satisfying, very satisfying, and very humbling. You know, it's um, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen. You know, sometimes you see athletes or or you know different people in their professions who are rewarded. You know, maybe get an Oscar or win a gold medal or something, and they break down in tears. That overwhelming. Um, emotion that floods over you you know after all the hard work and the perseverance and stuff you finally made it and 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 that 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 emotion that washes over you is very profound you know so i would definitely say it was it was certain things but you know the humbling profound emotion that i felt when i realized that i had finally achieved what i set out to achieve still so many years ago Okay. And uh, you know, yeah, pretty much. Blah blah. <laughs> That's all I was hoping to hear, man. It's a good reassurance. I love to hear that from somebody else. It's almost, almost like a born again story. You know what I mean? It's a whole newfound level with inside yourself. And uh, I think that's all I was hoping to hear, man. It's a good reassurance to hear that from another brother because 
I think that's one of the main encouragement encouragements I want to give everyone right now today that just comes to mind hearing hearing what you uh, you sharing and you teaching, um, and that's what that makes me think about, you know. And I just want to encourage everybody, like, don't get messed up in thinking that like we're supposed to be the movie star, rock god status. Meaning, once we get to what level that we think that we should have gotten to or we were trying to get to that everything's just going to be peachy you know everything's just going to be you know the rainbows and butterflies and everything's going to work out great and you'll have this level of success and yada yada and i think you put it that's a blessing to me right there the way you put it you know once you finally realize after you already doing the dance this overwhelming comprehension that i'm already here you know and that's the one thing I can give everybody right now is, is wherever you at, if you got it in your heart, you know, you already there as long as you as long as you making a few moves, you know? A few moves. Even if that's, you know, waking up a little bit earlier or going to bed a little bit earlier. You know, just getting a few bit few more minutes of sunshine for your health, you know, breathing right, watching something, listening to something educational. Man, there's no there's no better feeling to know when you feel good and you can wake up feeling good and feel free in yourself in those moments of life, for me, I guess that's what I can, I'm trying to convey um, to everybody. You're already there. We're misinterpreting what having, I guess, missed the mark is, meaning we, we, we ain't successful. We need to start thinking successfully as best as we can because I've been through my recent trials. You know, I, you know everybody this last year, I had a handful of, people that were mentors strictly mentors um and, and very close to me blood and not blood are that no longer breathing you know and, uh, i can get through that stuff like i have a weird relationship with death that i've been able to prepare and be with those times and things like that but when you go you don't want to think, hey, was I successful or not successful? We want to feel happy right now. Um, try not to confuse myself and everybody with what I'm saying. There's there's areas that we stuck that we think we need to get to, right? Everybody, don't you don't always got to be what your brother, your neighbor, the grass is greener on the other side. You don't have to get to those levels. Having a J-O-B, whatever you want. Be successful where you're at. As long as you made up in your mind that you want to go somewhere else, that you want to do something else. Even if you want to keep a job for the rest of your life or insurance, the benefits, it could be an awesome job. What you'd like to do, great. But if you feel an area of burden, find that place so that when you find that place and you're walking down that road, there will be that level of freedom that comes to you. And I guess my personal journey from having lost a couple more people here this last few weeks, the matriarch of our family, you know, a good brother that I grew up with, day one, a bodybuilder. He got took undercurrent in, in, a, in a lake right next to his son that was on a floaty. You know? The flip, the flip of him happening that fast, you know, things, things happen. They really happen. And so when these things come, man, it really puts a different perspective on it, stuff like that. And um, trying to get myself lost, man. I'm just excited and I want to say I share too much. But I guess that kind of goes along, and um, I believe what you were saying in the self-defeating, the self-critiquing. It's a lot of it's a reason what a lot of 
it's the reason where I believe a lot of us get drawn to the foundation of high frequency because we've been through some bullshit and after you get through the bullshit that the bull in front of you drop the shit in your lap, your plate, whatever it is, once you clean that plate, once you start getting through it or as you mowing through it, you start finding in yourself, once you make up your mind, whether you're scared or not scared, that you're going to do something. That's the first level of success. Every level behind that is just another level, another level. Don't let yourself get defeated. Don't let it get defeated. That's where that self-defeating, that self, uh, I believe you said critiquing, comes in. That's where the, the fear of failure and the failures of successors are the greatest. That's where we become the success. You know, my baby boy, when he fell for the first time and hurt himself and busted his mouth last year, and I was able to capture that moment, uh, and, and not on video, but with myself, and see him fall and bust his mouth, and he was facing away from me, and he analyzed, man, mm, I seen his face from the side a little bit. Man, that kind of hurt. Touched his mouth. Yeah, that, that didn't feel good. He was about to make a face and want to, like, should I cry or what or not? Realize the pain is eh, it's subsiding, it's going away. Turn around, look at Pops. I try to keep the straightest face at him so that I wouldn't influence him negatively and rob that success from him as a little one-year-old man, less than a year-old man. You know, we need, or I guess what I'm trying to say, to see that little level of success on that little man, that's something that he did himself. Myself and no one else robbed it from him. So now when he falls and he gets hurt, he look at that thing, okay, my arm's still attached, it ain't bleeding out, I'm going to keep trucking. He knows when he can slow it, when he has to slow down and rub that elbow when he bumped it too hard. Look back, man, I shouldn't have walked over there. Dad told me that before. You know, don't do that. He had to, he had to, he had to re-evaluate once again from his falling, his failures, from moment to moment. And this is one of my favorite things that I can share. Having, you know, been able to be in the in the shoes of an entrepreneur for going on five years now, blessing that way. Um, falling, man, it's the best thing you can do. Falling, failure, mistakes, uh, put it all in a bunch right now. You know, whether you messed up, somebody else on your team messed up, or whoever, whoever dropped the ball, whatever fire you got to put out, however it's got to be put out. Enjoy looking back at it picking up the pieces and say, ah, that's where that shit broke. That's where I dropped the ball. That's where homeboy was late. That's where whatever it was. Evaluate that. Keep trucking because it's a business. It ain't just nine to five. It's all day, every day, 24-7. You might shut your eyes and go to sleep and clock out at five o'clock, but business still goes. Whether it's the financial establishment, your spiritual, the business, your spiritual business, you got to keep yourself your mental clean. You got to get the burdens off your plate. You got to you got to evaluate. One of the biggest roughest things that I have to deal with um, in my present day in life and business is trying to comprehend how to evaluate my current failures, which is handing off things that need to be handed off. Myself personally, I can do what I need to do with one individual in one day. What three to five people could normally do. Now, trying to train one person to do one of those things, wow, that's my fault. That's where I'm failing right now. Trying to successfully advocate and train someone to be able to hand, handle job A, job B, job C. No matter if it's one, job A is a phone call, job B is a hands-on thing, and job C is just a brainstorming conceptual, you know, idealism, ideal to put together in the next venture. 
I can handle that. But my biggest failing now is learning to let go and comprehend how to build that. And that's where we get blessed, man. That's where I, like, I just joke around, you know, but, but calling me out, you know what I mean, about the next level that I'm learning in, in the inner self. And because I know the inner work is more, not just more, uh, it reflects everything outwardly and those struggles that I'm having with the training or uh, applying certain techniques to other individuals and their roles uh, from day to day, taking on more and more responsibilities and stuff like that. It's, it could be an explosive thing in any direction. If you ignore those things that need to be done, then you can see how shit is going to hit the fan. So that spiritual work, once again, I appreciate you for sharing because that, that is important. Not just spiritual, your mental, your honesty, your fortitude, your integrity, your timeliness, you know. Um, I used to always joke, you know, because I was one of the individuals um, in the past. I could be on time every day or when I got a wild hair up my ass for months, you would never see me on time, you know. They say, hey, you on time? Yeah. I used to joke, say, yeah, I'm on my time. Deal with it, you know. Um, and that, you know, I, I look back in the past as you were speaking, seeing how that was maybe very burdensome or irresponsible and harmful to even the six foot five, seven foot managers, big men that I had that were loud and rowdy. Some of, sometimes that wasn't necessary to cause that kind of burden on somebody by being maybe a little bit young and immature and things like that. Saying, yeah, whatever, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Fire me or keep me. And unfortunately, when you're good at stuff, sometimes people, you just can't get fired. People don't want fire, especially if you're the only one who can do something. And that's not a very responsible way to go about life. You know, you don't want to bully and push folks around because you're good at something. You know, you don't want to be a shot caller because you can, because you're a bully, you know. Uh, it just don't work like that. You know, or it does. It works for you, you know. You do, but you ain't going to get the kind of results that we on this, uh, uh, on the foundation, we're trying to build for folks in a healthy manner. You know, to, to you know, to teach children that in a healthy manner it's okay or it's not okay to conduct yourself like that. Go ahead. Sam. Yep, some drink. Um, so that's where, as much as I have the capability at this moment to go ahead and take a next step in another business journey to you know, pow, you know, cover the future and blanket it. And, have all the bling bling, blah, 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 yada, yada. It's not responsible, you know what I mean? As much as I want to run with the elk in the forest, you know, it's not responsible to run that fast yet. It's more important sometimes to watch how the brothers run. You need to watch how to run. You know, running is one of the, the, favorite, the best things and saved my life and health issues in the past. Learning how to run, you got to learn how to walk straight. You got to learn how to jog. You got to learn how to move them arms. You got to learn how to lean, walk. You got to let it become an ebb and flow style situation. Ebb and flow. Very important. That terminology and that frame, phrase has been used in every almost area of study that I have put my friggin' hands to in the last five years or so. I'm staring right now at our driveway. Uh, we just had to replace, not replace, but reconfigure the main irrigation ditch pipe, a 24-inch and a 26-inch pipe, reconfigure it, dig it off loud with a tractor, get it out, you know, it's underground, now it's kind of a little bit nicer when you drive in the yard, you know, you got a two-foot hump, you got to go over, it's not a big deal, but the ebb and the flow of the situation was all off, because, 
there was a whole quarter acre that was mo most luscious with the 150 trees on it that weren't even getting touched. They weren't getting watered. So that was a, a matter of life or death, whether we had to eh, do it or eh, put it off or eh, let it get partially watered. I don't think you're going to tell your children, let me just give you a half cup of water. That's good. If that's all we got, that's all you got. But if you can afford to make a conscious decision to be able to figure out, man, where is the flow of the water? Where, why is this hose not going? Just look the fuck around. You stepping on the hose sometimes. Fucking up the flow. Fucking up your own flow, man. Telling you this once again because I know how to... I know how to screw up every flow in every direction, turning the water on too fast, too slow, stepping on the hose, whatever, however you want to put it. I know how to screw the best and the worst of things up. That's where I'm thankful now for the F-ups, because thankfully that I've been through enough F-ups, personal, or the ones that have been thrust upon me, that I can, I can maneuver through them. I am thankful and I'm ready for them. You know, we just got birded, you know, another personal experience or partial business I could share is. We had another gentleman and, and their family uh, and their family business approach us in the last few weeks um, in need of the type of services that that we you know uh, can provide uh, came recommended by another family um, business or service and um, we don't represent ourselves as a family business but people that really know us in our circle they know what we about and we about family so when we started con um, scratching the surface for the first two weeks conducting business with these individuals, they had enough, I guess I can say, enough labor to provide. Uh, in the first week, I gave them a general estimate of five, uh, in the, for, for future reference of what they had to look forward to because the ones who were provide the one that was providing their service for them before wasn't quite um, as on point with their maintenance as they thought. So within the first few days, we're able to show them, look, at, you know, with just these basic inspections and lists and everything that you can see with your own eyes, you know, you 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 got 500 hours worth of labor needed. You know, within you know another week, we had, we had to show them the hard truth that they were they were um, coming close up to a thousand hours of labor that they needed uh, in order to get their business, um, not even the whole entire business, but. Um, I would say a good 60 to 70% of their business in a few different areas up to snuff so that they're not having those fires, so to speak, to put out those emergency calls they had to make every day, the extremely stressful hair pulling out things. It's like, hey, oh, yeah, it's raining over here in Phoenix today. Um, you don't go look and see that there's rain pouring in every day and you got to put a bucket in every time that it's raining. And you know it's going to rain next time, and you don't take care of that. That, to me, a rain falling in on your house, the same thing as having a fire. Might as well burn it down. There goes your shelter. If you don't address those things that don't need to be done and nip them in the butt, you're going to have an entire roof falling in. When you have an entire roof or half of the house that you cannot use, it changes the dynamics of your living situation real quick when, you know, your, your living space gets cut into something I had to go do check my boy's room because we had to replace that roof last year um, and it was raining today so I had to go look around I had to go and smell is they mold in here and go poke on the roof you know those are those things that we got to do and legitimately just just for real like everybody keep it real you don't need to you don't need to go by homie Joe on the corners uh, 
hygiene ethics, which you can wear your drawers inside, outside, backwards, three times, four times, and you get four or five, six wears out of one pair, uh-uh. Nah, just do your laundry. You know what I mean? Just, just take care of that thing. Seriously, set time apart. Turn the motherfucking TV off. The TV, the tube, um, what, what, whatever way you catching it. Cell phones, mostly. We all put more time in there. Go and look at your settings. Go look at your YouTube. If you're a YouTuber, I'm a YouTuber, man. Go look and see how many hours you put in a day approximately. Look at your phone. It's telling you. And not only is it telling you, it's feeding that information every time that you downloaded an app or accepted a contract you're going to have that service. It's feeding that most valuable information in the entire world, which is your time, back to the motherfuckers who are in control of everything, telling them, look at what all these motherfuckers are spending their time on. So all we got to do just like a farmer, all right, plant more seeds of corn, plant more seeds of this, plant more. Uh, we know what those consumers want. So now they plant more seeds of advertisement to catch you and I and everyone on every billboard, which ain't even the biggest advertisement anymore, but every single thing that skims across your phone. Every time you're on Amazon, ooh, how, what the heck? I was just talking to so-and-so about that ideal of that product. Yeah, it showed up on your you might want to purchase this because it heard you talking about that. In case you didn't know it, in case you didn't turn off some of those options on there, those apps can tell you in their terms and conditions and the policies that they regulate your voice, meaning your microphone and your speaker, but more importantly, your microphone. Because if you're talking about that new cool pair of shoes or whatever, that's going to scroll right up on your Hey Buy Me list. And if you catch it once and twice and three times, and if your mental fortitude, your strength is not strong enough to say no, to not just go on there and look at what you need to and browse a little bit if you need to browse, or window shopping if you need to for a minute. If you're not strong enough to say no, you're going to end up blowing that money you should have, could have, would have used for open your donut shop, to open your hair salon. You know, it's one of the biggest joys of my life is bringing some freedom and some spice and some flavor to folks' lives. My brother was, you know what I mean, blessed, cutting hair, doing fades in the barbershop for years, putting all his money into these rare, rare cars, all kinds of stuff, and have more ducats saved up than most people would ever know. And he always wanted to do a barbershop, but he just could not. He just didn't want to do the shop thing. For some, some reason, he just, he just didn't want a barbershop. This is many years ago, but my blessing was to sit have been in the mobile uh, mobile truck, mobile service in the industry, able to show him, look at man, look right there. Let me show, let's talk. Why we chopped it up? Met him at the gas station when we first met. Became good friends, still know each other. And uh, he's another one of the two or three, going on four individuals that I know now is, is doing the mobile barbershop. There's ones that's pulling up to mansions, cutting hair for two to four hundred dollars a cut because he's got he's got the cut G. For the ones who want to pay it so they don't have to come out their mansion or their driveway or their comfort zone, he comes to his in his mobile AC is the old U-Haul truck. Convert it. Put an AC unit in it. Put some wood flooring in it. Put some cheap vinyl walling on it. Uh, a table. I think. And, you know, he got a quarter million dollar business now. Just cutting hair. Say, oh, homegirl. She now doing weddings and kinks and yet big here is over where we at. And so she does number weddings and quinceaneras on the weekend. Another quarter million dollar uh, setup. Five, five grand a week is all she needs to pull in. She's doing okay. 
doing okay. Very well. And, um, you know, she got plugged in at the truck stop. There was an empty hole there, an old space that used to be an office. And she said, what's that used for? She would go in there just to, just to use the restroom and, and the facilities like anybody else. And she kept asking, what's that used for? And as her entrepreneur wheels start turning, she said, what's your rest space here? And she said, holy shit, I could afford that. She stretched herself. She had to stay broke for about about four or five months. But once she did, she found her son had a desire to, to, to cut hair. She never knew. She, she taught him how to cut hair. Now he's running the business, one of the businesses. She's running the other business. And that inspired another brother to go on a step on his own, you know? So we got to really have a little bit of premeditation, you know? You're going to go to the bathroom. You got you got to clean up the mess. That's just that's just what it is. That's natural. Nobody's got to tell you what to do. We need to start invoking and provoking in ourselves. Like, come on, do you want to have this struggle? Do you want to have this pain? And I'm talking from the area of struggle and pain because I know struggle and pain got stars inside and out through and through. So that's why you hear me come with the passion and the pain, passion because of the pain and the struggle for myself and my family. Pops, once again, was an orphan. You know, at seven and a half years old, he had to see, you know, his family go down in flames. Got a little bit of a rough, rough start. But he is a nice, well-rounded man and individual. He don't have that generational wealth he could pass on yet, but the wealth that he is able to pass on is through his experience, his love, and the uh, premeditation of what needs to be done. Same exact footsteps he takes as a man that he just had to figure it out the same footsteps the manager supervisors owners of businesses and trustees make now that he comprehends all the all the the gap that i've been flapping about this he is now able to comfortably take another step into driving his spiritual and physical vehicle to another level of financial freedom and make moves on his own because the biggest thing that he still struggles with i can share this is the fear and the burden of letting go of somebody else paying for insurance. Somebody else moving your money around in taxes. That don't stress me out no more. It upset me more in the past when I was younger. But to see the stress on folks when you even talk about them not working for an establishment, not having a J-O-B, even being an entrepreneur impartial, there is no partiality to this shit. Either you are or you ain't. That's where your levels of success is what you determine. So I just encourage everybody, provoke yourself. Get up. Get moving. Just walk a little bit. Turn the TV yeah. off. Walk around and talk to yourself, dude. Yeah. Yep. Self-talk, is, self-talk is sometimes a lot better than be out there on the corner chopping it up, smoking, you know, something that ain't even good for you, you know? Truth. So Appreciate you sharing, man. That's I got to go back and listen. Sharing. I got to go back and listen to one of the last shows. I know you was talking about me too, talking talking mess about keeping it real or keeping it fake because there's some areas that uh, we've been trying to fake until we make it. And it, it just, um, it, there, there ain't no point in anybody, you know, you get where you got to go, but you got to handle it. And so this is where the foundations of our life and our reality come in with brothers like so putting their heart and their passion on the line, you know, because when they put it out there, that's that seed they plant for you to pick up and water it. So that you can water your seed that he gave you and take it home and show your kids how to put it in the sun, put it in the shade, put some more water in it, put some clean water on it because you see what the dirty water does. True indeed. So keep drinking from this clean water. 
keep keep drinking from the clean water, man. It's here. I've been blessed by it. You know, don't be ashamed to close mouth. Don't get motherfucking fed. I'm right here at that point again. So you're going to hear me come back, be up in your ear a little bit. Um, so I appreciate you, man. Got to get with you in the private on another thing. Appreciate Yeah. Give me, so, give me a call. Appreciate you calling in, man. I got to wrap the show up. We got about a minute left, man. But yeah, thank you for calling in. Appreciate yeah. it, man. I'll talk to you soon. Same you here, got man. my number. Give me a call. Much love. All right. Peace. All right, y'all. I appreciate y'all checking out the show. You know, I, I trust that you received. You know, my man just testified. You know, and uh, hey, it's there's there's requirements of successful trusteeship, and there's overall requirements of success. And you know, I trust that you can achieve the success that you're looking for. So be sure to check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Sign up for the email list, minimum, because we are giving away some silver. Stack your silver giveaway. I appreciate you checking out the show. My name is So L for the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. And I believe in you. You know, so take care of yourself. Believe in yourself. Say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night. And, uh, you know, believe, begin, become, and it will change your life. Appreciate y'all checking out the show. I'll catch you next week on the hottest radio network on the planet. High Frequency Radio Network. Like I said, my name is So L, Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L. And you enjoy yourself. Have a luxurious week. Peace to the God. Doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.